Everyone has opinions. Most of them are trash. Join us each week as we get to the bottom of the heap, sifting through topics ranging from pop culture to Pop-Tarts. In the end, only one trash talker will reign refuse supreme. Disagree? Too bad. Welcome to Your Opinion is Trash. You were very unsure. Can't be bothered. (laughs) What? My throat started making really bizarre noises during the room tone. So yeah, you made a funny face too, Claire, in the in the in the silence. Yeah, I I can't. So I can't burp. That's the thing about me. I don't burp naturally. Um. So sometimes air pockets just like bubble forth from my throat. And they sound like a little like volcano throat. And um, I'm a voice actor, so it's a really fun thing that I deal with. Learning so much about Claire tonight. I developed something of a backwards yawn. Like a dog has a backwards sneeze? Kind of, you know. Are you just like gulping air? I don't know what's going on, but it doesn't make a traditional sound. It makes like a... You maybe should see another doctor. For it's, that. A, it's a backwards job. I think you're just doing it wrong. <laughs> Perhaps contact Stanley Steamer. <laughs> yes. Tough on dirt. Hey, Still on carpet. No news is Stanley Steamer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, you've hey already everyone. gone off the rails. Yep. Hey, everyone. It's uh, this week's episode of Your Opinion is Trash. Trash. Garbage. <laughs> Clean it with Stanley. <laughs> A sponsor, my God! Oh my God, Stanley Seymour sponsor us. We're oh my God, about- we have got to be sponsored by Stanley. We would Seymour. love some spawn, y'all. We would yeah. love some spawn. Super spawn. It would be great. Oh. Um, that's the best idea I've ever heard. <laughs> to me, ever. Oh, that's that. Yeah, that's funny. I'm I mean, on dirt, gentle on carpet, friendly on podcast. <laughs> And, and and we can read their ads aloud, and every single time I will sing the jingle because I adore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is great. Is Stanley Steamer like a nationwide thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I bet there's like a local franchise. There is. It's, no, it's a I'm, franchise brand. I was just curious because, you know, sometimes things in Louisiana are only in Louisiana. Yes. So I was just curious. Naturally, Nolans. Oh, there it is. <laughs> now, Stanley Steamer has, uh, has, has, you know, has made its Napoleon march across the nation. Dear God. <laughs> and um, it has it has certainly taken over the continental US. Oh, great. Sounds good. Someone's getting another phone call. <laughs> I feel like I'm having trouble with the metaphor, but I I, I don't go, even have the energy. Just let it happen, exactly. Claire. Just let it happen. Um, so yeah, y'all, we are recording on a Friday. Ooh. Before Matt edits on a Sunday. Before we put it up which means it's super fresh content. Wow, we can talk about all <laughs> the be news a quick stories turnaround. of the day. Yeah, what's happening? Anything cool? Inflation. Great. <laughs> um, um, there's a new heating apparatus in my building that sounds like a uh, demon. demon. Yeah. And it, it just it just shut off, so you won't be able to hear it now, but I'm sure, sure it will come back. Great. Also, today, Britney Spears' conservatorship Snip, snip, gone, motherfuckers. So free Britney. We did it, everyone. We did it. We did it. So lucky. (laughs) I can still pick that for best conservatorship, though, right? You can, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I think anything over a decade counts. Got it. So, yeah. Um, When are are we recording that? (laughs) (laughs) Soon. Soon Soon enough. Soon enough. Um, It's topical. So, yeah. That's the big news of the day, I think, and uh, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Nope. But I am very excited about what we're talking well, about. Well, they might make a film at some point That's about true. the life of Britney Spears. Couldn't you see Aaron oh. Sorkin writing the courtroom drama of oh, the conservatorship ending? To. I mean, that'd be a pretty... I would like a 12-part series, if oh, any. Even better. I'm sure there is, like, a made-for-VH1 vehicle out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Does VH1 still... Exist? It does. Do? I think it does. But I yeah. think it exists only in airports, <laughs> and it's mostly oh. around speak, restrooms. Speaking of Aaron Sorkin, have you seen the 
the Ricardos trailer. Yeah, she looks Oh my weird. god, with old rubber face Kidman. I know, but she, and she's wearing even more rubber to make her look like Lucille Ball. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. It's not it's, it's not terrifying. pleasant to look at. Couldn't we have the just first trailer didn't anyone? show her at all? Correct. Which I thought was hilarious. The and then I saw the new trailer yesterday. And we were, and it's very scary. Her face is crazy looking. I haven't seen it. Oh, we'll watch it after. Okay. Um I mean But also her like Lucille Ball voice is very scary. <laughs> it's a little it's a little strange. It's weird. Like she's doing Lucille Ball when Lucille Ball was like sixty. Mm. Yeah. Couldn't we have just gotten Anyone who just looks like Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, Deborah Messing Deborah is Messing. just like sitting right there. Deborah Messing. I don't. Or I, or anyone whose entire face is not already made of putty. That's true. That's true. We're talking about AMC spokesman. Uh, <laughs> we're, talking Nicole about, we're talking about the AMC theater spokesman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they made yeah. magic. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> 30 minutes in the previews. Yeah, it was really dumb when we saw the Eternals. After you watched 30 minutes of previews and they had an AMC commercial starring Nicole Kidman and it was bonkers. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I've seen it. It's, it's disturbing. <laughs> what is it there for? It's very disturbing. I mean, we I'm still I'm it's still it's stuck on the Ricardo. Before before whatever you're watching, it's there to unsettle it you. It was terrible. Um, Because also Ethel Mertz is like 25 years old and J.K. Simmons is Fred Mertz. And it's like, hang on, guys. No, hey, the the actress playing Ethel Mertz is Nina Arianda, Ariana. She won. Right. She's not 20. She's in her 40s. She's. She's, but, well, she's she a lot younger young. than J.K. Simmons. All right. Well, that, was that yeah. not true maybe in real life? I don't know, y'all. Javier Bardem also doesn't look anything like Desi Arnaz. Oh, but that doesn't matter. Javier <laughs> can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, he's got the accents. Oh, there it is. Yep, that's true. And with this information <laughs> that I've given everyone, today's topic is what is the best biopic? Biopic. Funny, funny, funny story. Oh, I used one. to think when I was a younger man that it was called a biopic. Uh, isn't I still call it a biopic? Don't some people? I was gonna say some people call isn't it. Isn't that what like cinema people call it? Oh, <laughs> like, maybe I was elegant before I even knew it. <laughs> yes, I believe I believe that's how cinephile is referred to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, like people who use the word film instead of movies, they call yes, it biopics. My favorite biopic. Why are we calling it that, Claire? Why do you call it that? Oh, just for the thrill of being alive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. Claire calls also, it biopic and she calls it Broadway. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, the one joke I have is that I say all the words wrong. That's yeah. like my bit. Claire, I, I do it all the joke time. you have. I also like the joke where any movie you refer to is your favorite movie. <laughs> well, you're like my favorite movie yeah. of all time. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's not a joke, but yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite clarism. <laughs> it's extremely serious. <laughs> anyway, well, I, I love talk- truly and deeply. Yeah, we're talking about movies about real people. <laughs> I guess we could have done series too. I didn't even think about that. Uh, well, I thought movies. about picking a series, but then I ended up not. So. Okay. No, you picked a really good movie, so I'm really glad. You I did. did. I. You did. I win. You, so. <laughs> you might win. I think maybe you won. Let's so. shut it down. But let's just do it now. Um, and we're going to go in the order in which these people oh. existed. Oh. I need a oh. Oh. AJ's already left the room. That means AJ goes first because we picked Because I, AJ goes first. That's uh. why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean... If he stays out of the room, then he, he can't go. <laughs> did, is AJ doing The Passion of the Christ? Because that's incredible. <laughs> Look, no. Mel Gibson is underrated Absolutely and underappreciated. Wow. Not, Absolutely that's not. Gonna that's going to be the quote. I'm going to put that on the thing. It's going to be attributed to you, <laughs> and it'll follow you wherever you go. <laughs> Good God. I um, couldn't choose between that or Braveheart. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Um, Look, I'm going to tell you all something right now. I, for sure, thought I knew which movie AJ Allegra was going to pick. Like, I would have bet every single cent of money I own that he was going to pick one of the two movies. And this motherfucker didn't pick either of them. So I feel like I don't know him as a person or as a friend. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know me. Clearly I don't. 
and I'm so I have no idea so what disappointed AJ is pick. in myself and you, quite honestly, for making what you picked. But more so you. But more so you. And yes. that's why we're going in chronological order, and you're going first. Yay! Yay! AJ, go. Very well. <clears throat> With that thrilling intro, let me get let me set the stage because this was set on the stage before it was set on the celluloid. <laughs> and um, so my pick uh, came out in um, the 1980s, one of our greatest film decades that there is. Um, one, of the, one of the best things about 1980s um, period drama is that you can always still tell it is the 1980s <laughs> when they are filming it. Am I correct? That's true. Like Everything like, has just a hint of 80s no matter what yes. decade you're actually filming. Yes, it. Like, like if you look at the original stage photos of Les Mis cast, it's like, I didn't realize there were that many mullets in... Uh, in, in, in revolutionary France. That's true. I know what but it is. Don't you find you that mean. a mullet really suits revolutionary France? It does. I always feel it feel does. It I does. It was very. It, it was very rebellious in the back and conformity in the front. <laughs> so just I, like yeah. the French Revolution. Just like the French Revolution. So also but, high. I feel like high hair was in then. Yeah, but but babies, I'm not talking France. Oh, Jesus. I, I want to take you back to a little place called Vienna. Uh, I knew it. I knew, I knew it. it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Me too. So Natalie claims that she would have bet her house yeah. on something. And you two are both saying you knew it. Well, I knew so, it when you said 80s. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. my pick is not absurd. Oh. Or, uh, you know, out of this. Your prick? That's what I heard. <laughs> Your my prick isn't absurd either. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get some confirmation on that. Sure. People My doctor sure. calls it normal. <laughs> now, uh, your doctor, Stanley Steamer. <laughs> now, all right, so we're setting the scene. It's Vienna, you know, city of sex and mayhem. <laughs> Is it? Um, <laughs> so, um, yes, uh, basically, I'm picking the brilliant film, the Milos Forman classic, Amadeus. Oh. Now, look, here's... Now, Natalie's giving it a thumbs down, despite the fact oh, that it won what? nine Oscars. The movie is fine. I cannot believe you didn't pick Goodfellas. Let me, or uh, The Irishman. The yeah, I you thought you were going to do The Irishman. All the time. Oh, well, uh, well I like The Irishman. It certainly is You the saw best. it two times in the movie theater, didn't you? Three. Three. But actually, uh, but Amadeus perfectly suits you. It perfectly suits you. All right, whatever. Well. Everyone's dumb. Look. Oh, and Tom Hulse, he sings my favorite Disney song. I'm also, on board. Also, I'm on board with Amadeus. Do you know who else is in this film? F. Marie Abraham. F. Do you Marie know Abraham? Who else is in the film? Jeffrey yeah. Jones! <laughs> Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, JJ. Jones. Shout out, JJ. That's why you picked Jeffrey Jones as the emperor, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I fully forgot that known sex offender Jeffrey Jones was in your film. Absolutely. So anyway, look, Amadeus starts off as a stage play in the 1970s. And um, to be perfectly honest, it's a it's a it's a good play, mm. but it's um can confirm it's 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 long and it's all it's very singularly focused on the composer of Salieri. So Salieri is a composer of general notes during Mozart's time. He's really only known today because of the play and film Amadeus, yeah. um, and the, but the play is basically a. a a meditation on mediocrity uh, <laughs> that 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 this man feels, especially in the presence of this genius, which is Mozart. But the film is one of the few in I would say uh, that I could think of. Um, <laughs> one of the few, one of the few that I could think of, in which the film absolutely improves upon the source material. Mm -hmm. Because we always That's say... True. Usually the book is better. We always say the book is better, the play was better, um, the whatever was better. This is a better film 
that it is a play. And I know that my theater friends may be yelling at me through the pond. It's all right. I hear you. You don't have any friends. I hear you. But <laughs> I, I would, I would insist. We're right that here, AJ, we're all and we're all here. just we're staring all at, all you at you in stunned silence. So my experience, my experience with Amadeus was one that I was a won eight Oscars, by the way. I was a young lad in um, studying violin oh. for many years, and I played in our high school. Or- I played in our high school orchestra where I was the president of the orchestra. Mm. And we oh had a... Oh my God, I can picture it so clearly. <laughs> we had a um, we had a, a wonderful, wonderful conductor, um, fabulous teacher, also a little bit of an alcoholic. Sure, um, sure. And he frequently would miss class um, for reasons that we, we judged mm-hmm. uh, as potentially related to that. Um, and... What he would do is he would email me on the morning of and say, I'm not going to be in today. Show Amadeus. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) over the four years that I was in orchestra, I bet we must have watched Amadeus. I would guess close to seven or eight times. (laughs) Wow. Over the four years. Randy for watching in school. I feel like there's naked butts in it. Well, there's some, there's nudity in the director's cut, which I believe is a bad cut. I believe that the, that the cinema cut was, was better, more polished. That's because you're notoriously a prude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, (laughs) look, Ed Murray Abraham as Salieri, Tom Hulse, the great Tom Hulse, and one of the last film <laughs> of, of his career. I the mean, Hunchback of Notre Dame. He kind of disappeared. He kind of disappeared, though. Didn't he? Where is he? Oh, yeah. Now he produces Broadway. But Wow, what a bummer. But, <laughs> uh, it, you know, they gave, but, but what the film does there, I think it's better than the play, is that the film gives more equal balance because it becomes a duo biop. Oh. Of Salieri and of Mozart, oh. and the 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 I'm sorry, but there's no better death scene than Mozart's death. That is an absolute cinematic masterpiece when he's composing his lacrimosa death mass while he's dying, mm-hmm. while the inferior Salieri is trying to scribble out his fucking notes. And Mozart's <laughs> going, and he goes, do you have it? And he goes, you're going too fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's everything. The whole picture right there. And um, and so then, you know, of course, Mozart dies, and Salieri you know, is, uh, becomes an old, awful man that uh, tries to kill himself, and then is in a mental asylum. <laughs> So it's a fabulous film. It is, you know, one of the finest scores and sound designs of any film. Obviously, it's filled with Mozart music. Um, beautiful costumes. So many good cast members. I mean, yes, Jeffrey Jones. Let's let's give a round of applause one more time for Jeffrey Jones. Simon Cowell or Callow? Not Cowell. <laughs> Simon Callow is plays a small bit part in it, but he's delightful as the parrot. Uh-huh. Um, Christine Ebersole? Yeah. Yes. I was going to say Christine Ebersole, I think. Cynthia Nixon's a wee babe in it? She oh is my a wee babe. Oh, yeah. Wee babe. As, and as what I remember was that the, the young actor that played Mozart's wife was not that great. Um, but she was apparently cast last minute. Someone dropped out. Oh, I wonder and who it, was and, supposed and she, to be. She, she filled in. But I anyway, her being totally fine. Natalie thought I was going to pick Irishman. I think yep. she also thought I was going to pick Goodfellas. Well, Ultimately, sure. I could I would consider those mob movies yeah. more than I would consider them biopics. Same. But I would yeah. definitely. Now this is an interesting question because is Amadeus biographically accurate? No, not no. At all. <laughs> But, But like, so what is the difference? Where are we drawing the line between biopic and based on a true story? Because I feel like those are different things. Look, it's a biographical (laughs) historical drama. There is a lot of truth in it. I mean, the the actual dialogue is entirely speculative, of course. But uh, uh, no, no, it's, it's, you know, Mozart, Mozart, we, we, we know that he died young. We know that he, you know, was buried in unmarked grave. We know that. Uh, he was, you know, kind of uh, crazy um, <laughs> as a result of 
of, uh, and we know that he had tremendous debts. Then what Peter Schaefer does beyond that is uh, Peter Schaefer's uh, job as a playwright, as a, as, a, as a screenwriter. So, and then it's Milos Forman's job to, you know, to fill in the gaps. But, look, I get it, I get it, right. Claire wants a boring old Mozart movie in which Mozart's <laughs> not drunk and he's not funny and he's not obnoxious. Claire wants a movie where it's just... He's boring old Mozart. I mean, he might have been cool Mozart. And Salieri is just a guy that happens to exist at the same time, doesn't really think anything about Mozart. (laughs) But I insist that wouldn't be a good film. What what happened, and I want to know their biography by watching a picture, (laughs) then yeah, that's what I want to see, I guess. Well, you know, in that case, then watch Gladiator. The biopic (laughs) of Gladiator. What? What? Oh, also, famously, um, I, I do remember uh, reading this, that uh, uh, Laurence Olivier presented the Academy Award that year for Best Picture, and uh, famously was suffering from early dementia, sure. and he did not read any of the nominees. He just walked up to the mic, opened the envelope, and said, the winner is Amadeus. Like Elizabeth Taylor did <laughs> the Gladiator. Oh, yes. nice time. Nice. That's also Fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do we, do does now? it matter? We all knew the nominees. We all knew that Lawrence was uh, on his way out. Not well. It's all right. Anyway, look, I'm a deist. Uh, Does anyone want to argue with me? <laughs> I mean, I've I've said my piece. Yeah, that, I that, love that was, my only question was going to be like, you know, is it? Uh, it doesn't feel like a biopic to well, me, but I, I do love it. Wanted to know where you stood, knowing that it, you know, the most of the storyline is fabricated. But it's a great movie. All right, all right. Let me hear what your picks are. Sure. We'll see what's not, you know, 100%. The only reason I'm giving you a hard time is because Pete and I sussed this out a lot because I was trying to pick things that were not even close to biopics. (laughs) And I was like, they're based on true stories. And he was like, I don't know. I love Amadeus. And there's a uh, Amadeus reference in The Last Action Hero. So what's that? Well, F. Murray Abraham is in oh. it, and then the little kid in the movie says he killed Mozart. And oh. F. Murray Abraham says, Mo who? I told a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking F. Murray. Fuck Back Murray Abraham. Back when I was Abraham. a YouTube vlogger, I had a recurring bit about Amadeus. <laughs> Gonna go ahead and drop that. <laughs> little also, side note, F. Murray Abraham, one of the nicest celebrities I've ever met. Sure. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. We, yeah, you have a good story about it. I got a grandpa story, but that's uh, for extra podcasts. Yeah. It's, and Amadeus is also at the top of many lists of, like, best biopics. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, I'm not, is it? I'm it not, is. I'm, it not, is. I'm not upset that it's a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. No, it's I'm a great movie. I'm just saying, you being you, I thought the man who saw the Irishman in the movie three times was definitely going to pick the Irishman. But. I thought you might go, you know... Italian. Yeah, Goodfellas, Irishman. Those are biopics. <laughs> Henry Hill wasn't Italian. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Keith just softballing that one. Just surrounding himself with a bunch of Dagos. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. I'm done. All right. Now we can go to another century. All right, Keith, oh, to you. my goodness. Uh, oh. Keith with Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Am I right? We're going in order. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunters. Uh, that was one of the what ones the I was going to pick. Outside, y'all? And then Mardi Gras happened. Well, it's a Friday night, baby. Get, 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 Claire, right. back. Can you hear that, Claire? Which yeah, Claire, like, can it's also hear the demon. Jesus. All right, it's to me. So, uh, speaking of piano players, um, <laughs> so I we talk about criteria a lot on this podcast. Boy, do we? And, and no one ever abides by her. No. Me, me, means nothing. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Criteria. <laughs> In fact, the Criterion, oh, which Amadeus has just entered yes. as the newest Criterion I... collection film. But go on. I feel like you've ignored the Criterion. <laughs> We're going to fight about this offline. <laughs> we'll circle back. Um, we'll sidebar. So, um, so and, and yes, by criteria, I mean we usually uh, have our own criteria that we require only ourselves to stick to. Um, yes. and, and then and, yell at each other and about we don't ever following our criteria rules. criteria with anyone until we get to our pick. Yeah. So, uh, so for biopic, um, my criteria is that, uh, for one, it must focus on one individual. Sure, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 just one? Well. Ooh la la, fancy <laughs> singular biopic. <laughs> 
It should uh, cover an extensive period of that individual's life. Okay, great. Love it. And third and most important, individual must be a popular recording artist. So if it's going to be good, if it's going to be good, um, so, uh, when, when the idea came up for best biopic, um, I had a few things I was kicking around, but, uh, I kept coming back to the 2004 mm. vehicle for a very funny man turned very serious actor. Gladiator. <laughs> I'm referring to, of course, uh, Ray starring Mr. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Never saw it. Really? No. Oh. Never was a fan of Danny Fox or Ray Charles. Interesting. That's a shame. On both counts. Um, That that sounds like a terrible pick. As a man man who loves any given Sunday, I'm surprised. Yes. That's bizarre. Yeah. All right. Well. Ray Charles. You should see it, AJ. All right. He won't, but okay. So, uh, 2004, um, I I remember hearing that uh, a man five years removed from any given Sunday (laughs) was, for some reason, going to play Ray Charles in a movie about his life. Um, also seven years removed, I believe, from uh, Booty Call, another great movie uh, wow. where, where Jamie Foxx played, of course, the character of Buns. Um, <laughs> well, history of Booty Call walks so Ray could run. <laughs> of course. Uh, but, I mean, I think everyone here knows that Jamie Foxx was more of a comedian, uh, sketch comedy. Uh, so him starring in a, in a film like this was sort of a surprise, even though he did have like a classical piano uh, training background. Um, but then the movie came out, and he sort of surprised the shit out of everyone. Yeah. Um, was nominated and won the Academy Award Big for time. Ray. He actually was nominated for two Academy Awards that year. Oh, interesting. If you remember correctly, that was the same year as uh, Collateral, oh, starring wow. Mr. Tom Cruise. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Word. Interesting. I feel like I saw that movie in theaters, and I don't have Oh, the Michael Mann film. That yeah. was excellent. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is in that movie. I liked it better than Ray. <laughs> you didn't see Ray. You didn't see Ray. Exactly. Exactly. I chose to see Collateral. So uh, for everyone except for AJ, I suppose, uh, or maybe you need to hear this, uh, Ray obviously covers the story of Ray Charles' life. Ray Charles is incredibly... Who's that? <laughs> he was a piano player. He wrote some songs. Uh, so was Mozart. He did Pepsi commercials. He did do Pepsi commercials. Um, he was, Mozart didn't do that. <laughs> his nickname is The Genius. Um, so, uh, yeah, this the movie covers uh, Ray Charles as a very young boy, um, going from some traumatic experiences in his life, losing his sight, um, and then, of course, you know, going out on his own uh, to be a part of a band and then becoming an incredibly popular recording artist um, and getting to this place where he was like, you know, breaking down color barriers and all sorts of stuff. I mean, became a huge, you know, household name, a staple. And, um, and Jamie Foxx just does an amazing job. He does not sing in the movie because very similar to, you know, the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Yeah. It's very yeah. hard to mimic yeah. you such a specific hear, voice. You want to hear Ray Charles. You want to hear Ray Charles. Yeah. Um, so he does a great job lip syncing though, I will say. Big time. I agree. <laughs> and convincingly is very hard. Especially and, with a close-up. Yeah. It yeah, and the whole movie hard. is right. In, I mean, yeah. and his, his physicality is like kind of startling at points. Like he's just he's constantly moving. Um, again, he was known as sort of this like big brash uh, comedian up until this point, and he plays this very reserved kind of um, you know pulled back uh, musical genius. Um, the cast is phenomenal. Um, for, again, everybody here knows except for AJ, but we're talking about Kerry Washington. Uh, Terrence Howard, our queen, Regina King, uh, Bokeem Woodbine, <laughs> Curtis Armstrong of Revenge I of the Nerds fame. Terrence Howard, our queen, and I love that. <laughs> That's what I thought. We could. Oh, yeah, Terrence Howard, our queen. Um, Richard Schiff is there. Yeah, good old Richie Schiff. Oh, yeah. Lorenz Tate plays Quincy Jones. Yeah. Uh, David Crumholtz from uh, Adam's Family Values fame. Love him. Um, mm-hmm. Harry Lennox, uh, Warwick Davis. Wendell Pierce. It's only missing one person. Carol Sutton. Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Sutton's in this movie. She's in it. So I went. Oh, I know. Yeah. Happy Carol. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's a great movie. It doesn't hurt that obviously Ray Charles wrote some incredible songs. Uh, some that you know I grew up listening to uh, with my mom a good bit, um, mm-hmm. who was a big uh, R and B fan. And um, yeah, I mean, I put this movie on a lot. 
when I just want to have like sort of a background thing going on. Now there are some very sad moments, so I do recommend, um, you know, maybe skipping. There's also like a 10 minute YouTube clip of just the musical performances. Um, Ooh, that's thrilling. If you want to uh, just check that out, uh, because there's uh, like the sequence when, uh, when they do what I say, when they're just at a club and like they need to fill time and he's just playing piano and yeah. they're like kind of all, you know, uh, improvising. Hit the road, Jack is another Ooh, so uh, awesome moment in the movie. But by far my favorite moment in the movie is when uh, Ahmet, played by Curtis Armstrong, also known as Booger from Avenger the Nerds, um, has an idea for a song and he has to sing the song because as Ray Charles says, well, it ain't like I can read the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's playing piano and you have this very white guy, very, very white guy singing like, well, you can talk about the pit barbecue. <laughs> We're doing the mess around. And the, the, like, the guys in the recording studio are just like falling down laughing <laughs> as he's singing it. Richard Schiff is there. It's great. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a great, it's a great, great two and a half hours, you know, obviously went on to win the uh, Academy Award and he could kind of pick any role well, he wanted to. Who directed that? Was it Hackford? Yes. Yes. Taylor Hackford. Mm, New Orleans' own son. Mm. More importantly, Mary Can't spell Hackford without hack. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He's married to a dame. All right. Good for him. He married up. <laughs> And, um, you know, just the, the last note that I have here is that this movie gave us a uh, gold digger. Boy, yeah. did it. Which I, that didn't change the course of history. I mean, what I did? I think that's really the, all the argument I need. <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs> Jamie Foxx, gold digger. It, that, that, came, that was a part of the film? No, it just, it, he recorded that song after with Kanye West. Oh, okay. Because he, you know, just done all the Ray Charles stuff so i was like how did that fit into the picture perhaps you should watch the movie <laughs> <All right. laughs> gold digger a harder you song convince me whenever something's good enough to put on as background noise <laughs> look must be must be really stirring look would it be good if i if would it not be good if oh. i didn't have the dvd oh look at this he carries the dvd he in his backpack DVD with him, so, so you now can you it. can watch it. it if only i had something to play a dvd on we'll oh. figure it out i think if you just Spin it on your finger. Oh, okay. Yeah, the image projects itself above it. <laughs> and our, our listeners at home may remember me discussing, I think at some point, getting a uh, like a an order of DVDs along with X-Men Origins. Yes. This was in that same order. Oh, so. that's good. Yeah. That's a good order. It's a good time. It's a good order. It's a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Ray, and uh, I like Ray Charles. So That's great. That's I think it's a great pick. what I'm going with. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I think it's good. And it's, I think, the very definition of a biopic. It definitely is a biopic. Yeah. No, it's definitely a biopic. No complaints. For sure. So the next, Claire's and I's choices are very similar in the time frame. They overlap a bit. Mm. I'm going to let Claire go because I am the only person that did not pick a music biopic. Oh. <laughs> so, wow. So I'm going to let Claire round out the musician category. Yeah, yeah. I I felt like I I really wanted to pick one that wasn't a musician because I it seems like all the good ones are. Well, and then I was like, you get, eh, fuck it, because you get the you know. music also in the movie. Like yeah. it's very fun. I thought the Young yeah. Eaters were a fictional band. All right. <laughs> no, I don't double dip. <laughs> um, Ooh, that's why I couldn't do Rudy. The, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, you know. Um, I've, I've grown very fond of you three in the last uh, year plus. And but only and not starting then. Only that. Our previous relationship was garbage. Yeah. It was strange. But you know, late at night when all the world is sleeping, I stay up and think of you. And I wish on a star wow. that somewhere it. you are Got it. thinking of me too. Because oh, I'm dreaming yeah. of you tonight till tomorrow. I'll be holding you tight. AJ has no idea what's in the world I'd rather be <laughs> than here in my room dreaming about you and me. Yes. That's right, bitches. I'm doing Selena. Selena. Anything for Selena. Anything for Selena. Anything Never for Selena. Damn it, AJ. AJ, you gotta. <laughs> you gotta just watch like, Selena. Just go watch it right now. It's on HBO Max. Oh, it's um, so good. 
this movie has everything. It's got bustiers. Yep. It's, it's got yep. Edward James almost. Sure. It's got dance of the washing machine at the beach. <laughs> and it, of course, tragically has murder. Of course. Um, as well. Tragically. Uh, Is that a hit so song? So I... I didn't know these these numbers until today, and I am frankly shocked by them. But Selena was murdered in March of 1995. This movie came out in March of 1997, which Whoa. is crazy fast. That's very fast. And they found the reason, Jennifer Lopez that quickly to do this. Yeah, they. Well, Jenny was just waiting on the block. I guess That's true. So. That's, That's true. true. Um, but uh, basically, it was because this film was spearheaded by Selena's father, Abraham. Um, oh, interesting. Because he wanted to counter. There, after her death, there were eight unauthorized biographies that came out, mm. six unauthorized documentaries, mm. and two unauthorized, like, made-for-TV, I assume, films. Sure. And he wanted, he wanted to make a film that, that immortalized Selena. And well, he did it. And... Uh, <laughs> I have I have a quote from him that says, in a true, he wanted to immortalize Selena in a true, positive, and beautiful way, and he wanted to celebrate her life and to put to rest all the negative ugliness that the media was portraying. Um, wow. Yeah. And, and I feel like a lot of people, uh, potentially today, but, but definitely at the time, sort of only knew about Selena because of her tragic death and how, like, insane it was and it was like a very sudden um murder that happened right uh and i think this movie does a really beautiful job of celebrating her life yes and not glorify or like um i don't know not glorifying but making it all about her tragically dying yes like it really isn't in the movie that much and it is in the new netflix selena series a lot more um but in the movie, it's very much like it happens the way it happened in real life. Like they're showing this rising star and it's a two hour movie. It really takes its time sort of showing yeah. how Los Dinos came about yeah. and then how she became, uh, you know, one of the early, maybe only in the 90s, Tejano crossover pop artists. Um and and just like really showing her life as this beautiful thing, and then at the end she tragically dies, and then the movie's over because right. that's how that happens. Yeah, that's um, end of the story. Yeah, and I mean this gave us this gave us like Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> like this was her big breakout role. Yeah. Yes, yeah, pre wedding planner. Speaking yeah, <laughs> pre made of Manhattan, <laughs> y'all. Well, but once she was, once she would like lived in Selena's, uh, you know, sequin jumpsuit. Yeah. Then she was able to give us her music. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, I mean, what would the 2000s be without waiting for tonight? I know. Whoa. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> exactly. And Metal for 2.0, y'all. Y'all, they're back. Yes. That's great. <laughs> and like, and Jennifer Lopez today is such a like icon of just like being the most beautiful, amazing woman. Yeah. Um, she was nominated for a Golden Globe. And also uh, I was, <laughs> every article I read talked about how amazing she is at the lip syncing, uh, which is funny that you said that about Ray. Yeah. But it, if you watch it, it is like she's doing an impression of how Selena sang. sang. Like right. she, yeah. she changes to the way her mouth is shaped. Yes. Which she doesn't do naturally for when she's singing her own music. Right. Um, which yeah. I thought was phenomenal. The role was originally offered to Selma Hayek. Oh. Um, and she turned it down because she, Selena's death was too fresh. She was like, I will be oh, too shit. sad. I cannot do this. Oh, wow. It will be too emotional. I mean, Jennifer Lopez also um, looks exactly like Selena. Looks, yeah. Like, she looked exactly like Selena. Yeah. Like, yes. They're very similar in everything about them. So, yeah. yeah. And just like how adorable she is in that movie. Just yeah. cute as She's a So button. cute, making her little bedazzled, bejeweled bustiers, and her dad gets so mad about it. Mm -hmm. And her like cow pattern boleros. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. I don't know who directed Gregory it. Gregory Nava. Okay. Gregory Nava. Ah, yeah, Nava is the Great. Lady. Nava. Um, <laughs> Make fun of people. <laughs> oh, it's so good. 
there's a makeover scene, so it's a true 90s treasure. Yeah, right. that's true. It's not Selena getting made over. It's the, like, metal guitarist boy, who becomes her, her husband. husband. Uh, I love that movie so much. And the way the way Jennifer Lopez says, I love pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so just everything about it. Yeah. The, uh, the young Selena is very good, too. She is. Yes. Oh, girl. Um, yes. Selena is a very good movie. Yeah. It's like an excellent so biopic. Uh, so good. And it, it, it's such a just like, I mean, again, with the exception of how it tragically ends. Yes. The movie is a really like feel good yeah. Um, nice movie oh. and it is a nice like commemoration of her life which I think is, it is. a beautiful thing for a biopic to do and it is biographical AJ um, Mozart died so. too <laughs> so did Ray Charles so did Ray Charles so did Ray yeah everyone's dead not mine the oh. other things oh. I considered doing that Pete said I couldn't do because they were just based on a true story were Gentle Ben the story of a gentle bear um, <laughs> that's good I also thought about doing Zodiac but I've never actually seen it I don't what? know why I thought that would be a fun Claire, idea Claire watch Zodiac I know too I know. spooky is I know it I too should. scary is it too scary for you I mean I'm afraid it'll be too scary it might be too but scary like, for you it's pretty intense yeah, that's what I've heard. It's very good, though. I read you the synopsis. Do, you do love that true crime, so. I do. You might like it. You would enjoy it. And then I almost did The the Crown, the series. Oh, the series. Yeah. I would have allowed it. That would have been fine. Which um, season? That's not a biopic. One or two? All or two. of them. Oh, the whole thing? The whole? One All of them. <laughs> All of them, but like, fo- let's, we'll focus on Olivia Coleman. Sure. I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, that's not the only uh, biopic that Jennifer Lopez made that year, actually, because that's the same year as Anaconda, yes. which is the biopic of the snake. Of the, the snake. snake. The story uh, of a snake who had a really hard life. Yeah, yeah. the famous snake, Frederick Sanchez who, of uh, the Amazon. Who oh, yeah. proceeded to, uh, you know, mutilate Eric Stoltz and Owen oh. Wilson. And then he Killed ate, and he ate John Boyd. And then spit him back up just so he could wink at yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. So Why are bro. all of those people in that movie? Y'all, bro. because they Everyone weren't famous yet. Ice Cube, bro. <laughs> it was bro. a different time. Ice Cube. Owen Wilson before he broke his nose for the eighth time. Jennifer Lopez. Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Yeah. Stoltz was famous. He was he was a has-been by that point. I mean... He wasn't a has-been. Oh, yes, he was. Leave Eric Stoltz alone. He's a lovely human. You're a never was. <laughs> You're not even. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. These are all great movies. I agree. I am very happy that everyone picked music movies except me. Let's hear your trash. I know that I won because when I told you my pick, your response was, fuck you. (laughs) It's such a good pick. It's a good pick. (laughs) It's like a, it's a movie that didn't even cross my mind when I made my list of biopics. Um, Yeah. Which is why I was like, oh, fuck you. That's so good. <laughs> um, I don't even know. Did I keep my list of my... I did. Here's the movies I didn't pick. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I thought long and hard because we know I love baseball and I love Brad Pitt and Joan Hill. So I almost uh, picked Moneyball because I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say League of Their Own. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also almost picked Quiz Show because I think mm. that is a fantastic <laughs> film. Um, that was on my list. And I also almost picked Argo, because Argo is one of the most uh, thrilling movies I've watched, and I know the outcome of the movie. And yet I still, no. when I watched it, was like, is, are they going to get on the plane? Are they going to get out? Oh, God, I hope they don't die. And I was, like, genuinely thrilled. And um, it's a really good movie. And our friend Nelson Franklin's in it. Never saw it. Oh. Do you watch movies? What, who are you, I'm, I never saw Argo either. What is wrong? This one is good. It won Academy Awards. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't pick any of those. Right, well, it wasn't into Ben Affleck. He was oversaturated. Oh, my God. He directed it. And is in like a very small part. And he was in it. All right, calm down. Anyway, I did not pick any of those. I picked the 2017 oh. American oh. Biographical Sports Black Comedy Directed by Craig Gillespie, written by Stephen Rogers, not Captain Steve Rogers, <laughs> as I had kind of hoped it was. Um, it follows the life 
of figure skater Tanya Harding oh. <laughs> and her connection oh, to the 1994 attack of her rival, Nancy Kerrigan. Mm. It stars Margot Robbie and Sebastian Stan and Allison Janney and Julianne Nicholson and Bobby Cannavale, who I completely forgot about until I rewatched it today. And I'm talking about I, Tanya, oh. a magnificent yeah. piece of cinema. <laughs> Agreed. Um, Allison Janney and that fucking parrot. And that fucking bird. Yeah. Um, this movie is excellent. <laughs> Have you seen that? Have you watched I, Tanya? Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Just, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> um, I believe that it fits the criteria of a biopic because it takes place from childhood <laughs> through teenage years. Sure. Through adulthood. Through what they call the incident which really only takes place in the last half of the movie. Right. That, um, and, that, and that's why, you know, although closed, E.T. does not count. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Claire's just shaking her head. Claire. Um, so, yeah, so the screenwriter Stephen Rogers, he arranged two separate interviews with Tanya Harding and Jeff Galuli. Which also, Galuli is the funniest last name that's ever. Yes, yeah, truly, it is. Truly, it's almost as good as Glenn Gulia, which is an entirely fictional yeah. character. Right. He interviewed these two people completely separately, and he said he was like, and their stories about the events are wildly dissimilar, and so that's what the movie is. If you've never seen I Tanya, I highly suggest you do. It is an excellent movie. Yeah, it's like on Hulu. Um, it is currently on Hulu. Yes, but it is like you see. A lot of the action taking place from Margot Robbie's point of view, and then you see it from Sebastian Stan's point of view. He plays Jeff Galuli. Um, sometimes you see it happening like at the exact same time. Sometimes you see stuff happening from Sebastian Stan's point of view, and then Margot Robbie looks directly at the camera and goes, this didn't fucking happen, even though she's like holding a shotgun and shooting him. Um, <laughs> it's very funny. It's very dark. Allison Janney won an Academy Award mm. for playing this horrifying mother, which... The Stephen Rogers wrote specifically for her to play, mm. um, and it's it's great because Tanya Harding is such an anti like an antihero. She is absolutely like not a person that anyone ever has empathy or sympathy for in this like world. And when you watch the movie, you're like, wow, what a shitty life that woman had. And her mom was terrible, and her dad left, and this guy was seemingly very abusive to her, and. She never graduated high school. She was, like, physically, emotionally, mentally abused her whole life. The only thing she was good at was figure skating. And the Jeff Galuli and his dumb fucking friend, like, fucked this up for her. Like, completely ruined her life. Yeah. Um, but and- also, the like, at the end of the movie, they show the actual interviews mm-hmm. with specifically the mom and the dumb fucking friend. Because yeah, they, the bodyguard. It's like, you're not going to believe that we just faithfully right. recreated them. Yes. <laughs> and then you see them and you're like, oh, nope, incredibly nope, accurate. Nope. That's exactly exactly what we just saw. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and so I think the movie is great because it does make you have a bit of empathy and sympathy for Tanya Harding because like when they are doing the whole trial, like if, if, if what she says is real, and also Jeff Galuli also was like, it was only supposed to be letters. We were never supposed to do anything to Nancy Kerrigan besides, like, psychological warfare is what they kept calling it. Yeah. Like, Tanya Harding didn't know that was happening, and, like, he didn't want that to happen. And and they only got 18 months in prison, the men. 18 months in prison is what they got. They served eight months of that. And Tanya Harding was banned from ice skating for the rest of her life. Mm. Like, that's a... And in the movie, that's, a, like, she's, like, pleading with the judge to be like, you've given me a life sentence. Like, I can't do anything now. It's all I know how to do. And you've ruined my life, and the rest of them only got 18 months. And she's, like, begging this judge to go to jail for 18 months instead. So I think the movie is great. I think it is about a person that normally wouldn't have a biopic. Like, I think it's a very interesting person to choose to make a movie about. And I think it provides you with information that makes you have a little bit more insight into their lives that perhaps makes you see them as more of a human instead of a villain, which they were definitely portrayed as my entire childhood in life. Yeah. All you oh, saw yeah. was that video of Nancy Kerrigan being like, ah, why? 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 <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, 
And also, Tanya Harding was a really fucking good ice skater, man. Yeah. She was like the yeah. only person who ever did what a triple axel or whatever the fuck it was, some yeah. big crazy thing. Yeah. Um, she was wild. Um, and the special effects for this movie are wild with all the like ice skating stuff. It's very cool. That's where the movie loses me. Oh, you don't like the ice skating stuff? No, it's terrible. Oh, I love it. I think it's so bad. Oh, I think it's so cool. <laughs> Wait, you don't like figure skating, period? Or? No, no, I don't like the Margot Robbie, like, oh, weird, her fake face her on the face, thing? fake head. Oh, see, I kind of like oh. that it's like that. Oh, I hate it. Oh, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I don't remember this. It's just, whenever she's ice skating, it's not really her. Yeah, um, I mean, like, she's not She ice can't skating. do that stuff, so um, I don't I don't know why they put it in the movie. I just sort of, like, I don't know. Oh, uh, because it's really exciting. I mean, it they is. They show her face a lot. No, it's just clearly. They try really hard not to show yeah. her face. I prefer the cutting edge. Um, <laughs> great movie. That's true. Oh, the cutting edge is a great movie. D.B. Sweeney. D.B. Sweeney. <laughs> um, my two favorite Fair. lines in the movie, <laughs> I wrote them down. One of them is um, at her wedding to Jeff Galuli. Uh, her mother, Allison Journey, says, you fuck dumb. You don't marry dumb. Yes. And I was like, man, what a good advice. <laughs> <laughs> also just good advice. Like, excellent advice. Perfect advice. And then when the dumb, fat bodyguard is being interviewed at some point about Jeff and Tanya Harding, he says, this one time he took her to a Richard Marks concert, and that's when I knew shit was serious. <laughs> and I think it's so <laughs> funny. This movie is laugh out loud funny. Oh, also. yeah. Like, it is. It's so good. One of the more surprising movies I've ever seen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and Margaret Robbie was, a whole bunch of people were nominated for Oscars. Elton J won. It's, uh, it's, it's a real great movie if you want to watch some real good character acting. It's better than these two, yeah. <laughs> you didn't see those movies. <laughs> you didn't see Selena. I can't believe you didn't see Ray. You what know how to do the washing machine? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What were you doing in 2004 that you had, like, going no. to college? He was NYU going to college. I saw movies in college. Well, you know, I had uh, I had dates with celebrities. As I was, I was in New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, all, we're all circle jerking. Um, I'll, uh, I, I have a couple of inside sources to that. I'll, I'll ask yeah. how that went. You can ask your husband, so. my former college roommate, about all of the celebrity women that I dated. <laughs> and had no time for frivolous <laughs> things like film. Um, so, yeah, so that's my pick. And the incident happened in 1994. Oh. Selena was murdered mm. in 1995. There's a lot of overlap with the music and the competing and all that kind of stuff. So the 90s were a rough year for everyone. It was a hard time for women. 70s and 90s for Mozart. There's, uh, Especially. There's that great scene where she's like just like trying to put her makeup on. It's the saddest thing ever. Oh, my God. And her face just gets more red and more she's, red. She's trying so hard to go on and perform, and yeah. she's just putting more no, rouge on. It's brutal. And it, Margot Robbie is so good. She's good is so good yeah. in this movie. And little Sebastian Stan is so good in this movie. Also, it's like, well done, Tanya Harding. You got the hottest woman on the planet to play you. <laughs> uh, I mean... <laughs> Let's give her some bangs. Yeah. I, mean, like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, she looks nothing like Tanya Harding, but she does a great job. She does. Playing. She's got the hair. Yeah. Yes, which apparently she refused to let them do that to her real hair, so every part of it was wigs. Oh. And they couldn't get it to well, look... Well, that's fucking smart. Her yeah. hair would never look the same Correct. if she did that. And they, and they couldn't get the, like, 80s, 90s crunch that they wanted with hairspray products today, because that shit uh, does make sense. Yeah. So they used beer. <clears throat> nice. To make her hair super crunchy Cute. and, like, stay in place. Beer? Does <laughs> that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, that's what uh, Drew Brees has. Oh, that's the secret. Right. So Ultra. now we know that in the 80s, hairspray was just beer. Correct, yes. <laughs> yeah. Aquanet okay. was just beer. Yeah. Yep, that's all it is. Aerosol beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's my pick. Okay. That's what I like. It's good. I think it's great. Quality. So yeah. It's not Selena, but it's quality. It's not Selena. You're right. It's not. <laughs> but it is. Does have hot Sebastian Stan in it with a mustache? Yeah, may does I have add. a mustache. <laughs> At one point, he says in the movie, he's like, "There are a lot of things I'm sorry for from this part of my life. Most, mostly my mustache." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's and that's one of those movies where when you know someone's not him, but when right. you know someone's going to win an Oscar, and it was Alice and Janney. Oh my god! Like you just knew she was going to win an Oscar. I mean, it was she's so good. She's so mean, and she's. Oh. Just so brutal. Ugh, and those long cigarettes she smokes the entire time. I love it. I love it so much. And she calls the bird her sixth husband. She's like, best one of the bunch. 
And she's always wearing like a, the grossest coat. Yeah. Like yeah. The coat looks like it's made of 70s carpet. Yeah. Our friend Kristen went. Oh. She dressed up like her one year for, I think, an Oscars party. Like, I think for the Oscars party that year, that's, that's who fine. she was. That was Channing. Hey. And she like glued a bird to her shoulder. <laughs> you know that uh, Denzel Washington passed on Ray? To play Ray? To play Ray. Was he too old? I, I, I don't know. He was offered the role. Interesting. I think Jamie Foxx is the better choice for that. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to say. I mean, that Denzel sat crying into his lap at the Oscars <laughs> going, oh, I should have done this. It's a really good Denzel impression. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, Ray Charles was given a uh, Braille copy of the script to review. And only objected to two parts. Do you know what he objected to? Yeah, uh, to him not wanting to play piano as a kid. Okay. And um, that he showed uh, the Regina King character how to shoot heroin. Um, interesting. So. I bet he did. But then I, I don't think he saw I think he passed away before it came out. Oh, yeah. what a bummer. So they left it in. They were like, yes. <laughs> You'll never see it. And I and scene goes back in. No. <laughs> on that note. And on that note, I think we're done, y'all. We did it. I, I, Wolf of Wall Street? I thought... I thought one of y'all would go that route. I don't admire Jordan Belfort. I mean, you don't have to admire him. I really like that movie. Oh, I also lot. consider doing Bill Murray from Zombieland. It's <laughs> good. I love Wolf of Wall Street so much. Do we think, on another note... Do Just we, the part where he's trying to get in the car. Is the social network a biopic? It's a biopic. Yes, absolutely. I think so, definitely. Yeah, I think Another one I thought he would have picked. It was a close consideration. I thought about it, too. But it's, it's such a short well, period of time. that's at least a biopic, AJ. It's like two years. <laughs> it's like two years of time. It's true. It is, it is a very short amount of time. Okay, do you know how much Aaron Sorkin must have fabricated in that? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Come on. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no. Wolf of Wall Street's a good one. I didn't even think of that movie. But I, 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 thought good, I thought about Goodfellas. I love Goodfellas. Yes, I cannot believe no one picks Goodfellas. <laughs> I also, my movie. I also really like uh, Rocket Man. It's very good. Yeah, another very good one. Yeah. There are okay. a lot of good movies about people, man. <laughs> yeah. They keep making them. People are interesting. And they're great. I sure do enjoy them. I, bet, I think we got a pretty good... <laughs> I think it's a nice swath yeah. of, of things. It's a, it's yeah, a we swath. Can the episode... <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? To sell the Ricardos. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that and then talk about it. Mm-hmm. Is it a movie or a Neither. series? I think I will scream the whole time. It looks terrifying. It's a movie. Like, it's a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. Claire, if it's playing on Amazon when I come up to New York, we are watching it together. We are going to snuggle under my blanket <laughs> and you are going to protect me from the scariness. Just covered in French fries. Covered in French fries. <laughs> That's gonna be a girl. You're at my house. You'll be covered in bruises on the face. (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, it's Friday. We have to go rage. So yeah, big time. Let's get moving. Um, Yawns inward. (laughs) I'm gonna eat French fries in bed, even though it's Friday. (laughs) Fries on Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Fries on Friday. (laughs) All right, everyone. Have a lovely rest of your day. We'll see you later. Make my biopic next. Oh no! Who would play you? If a famous person could play you, who would play all of us? Oh, I was gonna say bye. Lauren Ambrose. No, oh, uh, that's true. Martin Short. <laughs> that's probably wow. true. Larry Davis. Good. Also true. I'm gonna stick with Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. <laughs> <laughs> sweaty actor they'd be great <laughs> I don't know if Scott Bakula was younger that's who I'd pick for you Ooh. young hot Scott Bakula yeah, are you sweaty I don't think of that as like a personality trait what first. he yes. is famously sweaty in yeah. plays at least soft hands yes soft hands very sweaty mm. oh yes it's from all the sweat <laughs> it keeps well, them hydrated yeah that's right I'm a catch I, I mostly <laughs> hang out with you on zoom so I don't know Soft hands and sweaty? Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) What a dream. man has so many qualities. Oh, God, we're still recording.
Okay, sorry. We'll go. Bye. Who would play you? Oh, no. Just that stupid girl from NCIS. Uh. <laughs> but if I could pick, I would pick Beanie Feldstein. Because uh. I love her. <laughs> yeah, you get to pick. You're producing it. Yeah. Oh, then Margot Robbie. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> All right, we'll be contacting all of your representatives. Yep, okay, bye. <laughs> your Opinion is Trash is produced by no one. Edited by Matt Jackson with graphic design from Matt Phelan and original music by Kay the Beast. Please subscribe, like, and rate us on all podcast platforms and join our Patreon for more nonsense. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. You wanted to do this. And you did Amadeus. <laughs> <laughs>